In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. Welcome, everyone. We are so glad you joined us today for the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast because you're going to recognize this voice. You've heard her many, many times, and I'll tell you later why. Her name's Kristen Clark, and we are so glad that you joined us, Kristen. Well, thank you. Do, is there like theme music that plays when I come out? Like the no, it's not. We're not that formal like yet. The Jimmy yeah. Fallon like kind of entrance, yeah. you know? The hey, 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 hey! Can we do something like? That? <laughs> well, our audience has grown. We are reaching now tens of people um, wow. in this in this broadcast here. I'm but honored <laughs> you are. You are. No, Kristen is the voice of the 419. When you were yes. listening to it, coming Welcome on. Welcome to the 419 podcast. That is you. That <laughs> is you. Me. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Kristen and I have the exact same enneagram number. We're both sevens. So yeah. This, so this is going to be a very long conversation. Yeah. We're not even sure we're actually going to air this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tune in. You might be here for a while. <laughs> it's no, it's going to be fun. She she is a wellspring of information and uh, inspiration. She works uh, in children's ministry. How long I have you do. been working in children's ministry, Kristen? Um, I've actually been doing children's ministry for about fifteen years. Um, and then before that, I I did a lot. So of, like when since you were a child, since I was a child. No, yeah. I'm I I drink a lot of water and I use Mary Kay and stuff, so I look younger than I am. Oh. But um, <laughs> but no, I yeah, I've actually been doing this a while, and uh, I used to work at a camp, um, and I've worked in in four different churches and and various ministries, and um, just always hung out with the kids. I think I'm a little wild, so they're just like it's safer to put her over there. With yeah, it's just a safer bet for That's everybody, right? right? <laughs> Well, you um, you and I have been talking about discerning God's call and yeah. uh, how to know when God's calling you to the next thing. And I think everybody listening has dealt with that at some point in their life. And so, definitely. I mean, I think one of the things that we often forget about is that uh, we have the Holy Spirit with us all the time. And I think a lot of times we think we've got to figure things out on our own, but mm-hmm. we don't because we have the Holy Spirit inside us, working through us, and. Um, so we don't need to forget that, you know, like we need to but hold we on do. to that. We do. That's so true. Yeah, we make the spiritual pro and con list and then run with it and That's right. wonder why uh wonder why that doesn't Or we work. we put um our confidence in other people to discern what to do with our lives. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I had a Tell me what God's telling me to do, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, can you tell me? I had a situation like that. Um, you know, and this might sound a little strange, but I was um I was a sh- youth chaperone for a a youth trip and we went to see a Braves game. And I remember um, having this moment where I felt like I just, I lived in North Carolina at the time and I felt like God was telling me that he wanted me to move to Atlanta. And I was like, what? Like I didn't, it didn't make sense. And I prayed about it for a long time and um, finally got to the point where I said, okay, you know what, if, if God, if you really want me to go to Atlanta, I want you to tell this guy. And he was a, a youth pastor kind of evangelist. I was going to a youth event and so I was hoping that he could clarify things for me for what God is doing. Are you a teenager at this point or no, a young adult? No, I was adult? in college. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was trying to figure, you know, you're always trying to figure out your life, oh. but I really felt like God was saying go to Atlanta. I mean, I kept like bumping into things, you know. Um like a, a song would come on the radio about Atlanta or like something would happen if I I couldn't make sense of it other than God was telling me that, but I didn't know what to do. So anyway, I, I met up with a friend. I would probably just move to Atlanta. I mean, <laughs> well, at this point. Well, when you're caught, when you're like 19, <laughs> you're like, I don't know if this is a good choice. Anyway, so I walked up to the guy and I, I prayed and I'd even fasted. I was like, God, I'm serious. I want you to tell me what I'm supposed to do through this evangelist. And um, 
so it was after the youth event. I wasn't a youth. I was one of like the chaperones for the youth event. And I went up to him and I was like, listen, I really feel like God's calling me to go to Atlanta, but I don't know anyone there. I don't know what to do. What do you want? What do you think I should do? Or do you know of anybody? And he goes, no. And I was like, I've been praying for God to tell you. I was like, I couldn't. And he was like, you know what? Just Google it. And I was like, I fasted for him to right, say, hold on a Google it. So the, the prophet of God, right. word from on high was, I don't know, Google it. I don't know, Google it. <laughs> and I was so disappointed. But I got home and I Googled it because <laughs> it's what I prayed for. And I ended up um, working at a church uh, as a, started as a summer intern at a church in Atlanta right after How that, just because that? I Googled it. That's what, that was the answer I needed. So, so he was right. Yeah. How yeah. about that? <laughs> well, so I know you're a mommy. I am. Tell I have two kids. Bit. How old are they? They're six and seven. Um, oh, I have a, I have a little girl named Karis and a little boy named Ethan and they're hilarious. I just love, I love being their mom and, um, and well, they're truth tellers. They, they call me out on stuff sometimes. Ah, like <laughs> so, no phone mommy. Huh? That's right. <laughs> what, um, what do they think about having a mom in that works in ministry? Well, it, they've kind of always known it. I don't think they know anything different because I've always worked in, um, in ministry, um, in, in various capacities. And so, um, yeah, they're just used to being staff kids now. They run the place. So. Yeah. yeah. So what is other moms? I know you know many moms in your mm-hmm. neighborhood and your small group and things like that. And they must think that a, a mom of two little ones in ministry, I mean, it just must be really easy since you're in ministry, right? Yeah. Is that, is that the way it I works? Just, <laughs> you would think so. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's kind of cool. I have, a, I have a lady small group at my home and made up of all different types of working moms and stay-at-home moms and we get together and pray and study the Bible um, once a week, and it's it's just been life giving. But it is interesting getting to know people who you know have different stages of life and um, age kids. You know, I'm like, tell me what like the mom with the teenagers and the older kids. Tell me what to expect yeah. at this point. So it's good to have that group. Well, when did when did your faith become real to you? When did you um, really own it for the first time? Um, I grew up in church. Um, Actually, my uncle was the founding pastor of the church I grew up at, and so we were always there. We were there. You didn't have a choice. Did I you? didn't have a choice. Yeah, I was kind <laughs> of a staff kid, <laughs> um, but we had, um, you know, just a lot of responsibilities in the church without being on staff. And so I kind of grew up that way. I um, I made a decision to follow Christ when I was very young. My mom led me to the Lord, and um, shortly after that, I went to camp. I think I was about nine years old, and I feel like that's really when you know it clicked in. You know, like mm-hmm. when I really feel like the relationship began with God, and and just began to feed into that um, throughout let, my. Let me say childhood. something about that for a second. I I love the fact that you said that. My daughter Savannah accepted Christ when she was eight, uh-huh. and I was a youth pastor of church. And mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking to myself, she has no idea what she's doing. She's just going forward because they said, go forward and, you know, all this. And, you know, she's almost 30 and she can still tell you the day, the place. Mm. And so for those of us out there that think children are too young to really understand what That's it means right. to accept Christ, or however, look at your story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, um, I think for me, that was kind of why I've enjoyed children's ministry and being a part of, you know, working with kids for so long is because I realized the impact that it had on the trajectory of my life Mm. beginning when I was young, you know. And so my testimony, I was still saved by grace and I was still, I once was dead and now I'm alive in Christ, you know, but 
I don't have a testimony marked with making lots and lots of decisions away from God. It was Good. really, um, I grew up following the Lord and following his teaching because of my parents and because of um, a good church upbringing. Is that how you... (laughs) Well, well, your parents took you to church, and I mean, in that particular case, it doesn't work that way for every parent. That's true, that's true. But in your... Let's praise God for what happened there. Yeah, I'm very thankful. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so you're when you work with children now, you're thinking about the fact that you accepted Christ as a child. I mean, this is real for them. This isn't just Definitely. a vacation Bible school decision they're making and then they'll forget about it tomorrow. This, this is life changing. Right. I think it's incredible too when you um, maybe pull an audience and find out how many people made a decision at vacation Bible school. Many people raised their hand, yeah. and um, so I'm I'm pretty passionate about how we share the gospel to children. Um, you know, not take, let's take out all the metaphors and let's take out all of the, and just give them the gospel um, and let the Holy Spirit do the work, you know, because it's not, it's not us that, like our striving and our perfect way of delivering it is how children are going to accept Christ or anybody's Mm going to accept Christ. It's just by being obedient and following what God wants us to do and making as plain as possible. Um, And, and I think, you know, God's word helps us with that. So we could just let Absolutely. let God take over. What do you say to the parent out there who has maybe two little ones and they think, well, I've taken them to church. I kind of farm out their spiritual growth by taking them to church mm-hmm. and let the experts explain the gospel to them. Um, we read the Shema, the Bible, at Deuteronomy 6, and realize that the mandate to a parent is to teach your children right. about the ways of God. What would you say to that parent who doesn't know how to share the gospel with their children? What should they do? I think we make it a little more complicated than it is. Um, I think we, I think we really need to focus in on what exactly is it that God is asking us to do in each moment, and not try to make it a big production. You know, like sometimes mm-hmm. just playing Christian music or worship music in your car when you're driving from place to place—that's sharing the gospel. You're exposing mm-hmm. them to. God's word. You're exposing them to um, worship music and things that are are good for them to hear. Um, there's lots of different ways that um, we can instill in our kids um, God's word and 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 Christian faith. And um, I think a lot of times we think I don't have all the answers, so I can't do this. And that's not true. Like we really can start very simply um, and just answering their questions or or opening up the conversation and letting them engage in that. I think is helpful. Um, but there's lots of resources out there too. So if you do need help, don't feel like you're alone in this. There's lots of people that are willing to help you. Definitely. The church is a great place to start. Yeah. And and um, no doubt about that. I love what you're saying about creating an environment where who knows what's going to stick, but some things are going to stick sure. and it's going to be good. It's like planting seeds, right? Right. What, um, what would you, how would you coach a mom of little ones or a dad of little ones to share the gospel with them? What, in your opinion, what is the simple gospel? Well, the simple gospel is that we were sinners. Um, it was part of our, our sin nature. We were born into sin. And so even if, you know, we explain to kids all the time, even if we only messed up one time, we're still a sinner separated from God's holiness. Just like if you robbed a bank one time, you're still a robber. No mm. matter, you can't tell the judge, oh, I did it once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I tried that, by the way. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Didn't go over well. Um, and it's just, um, we use a, a method um, that I'm sure a lot of people have heard of before called the ABCs. So it's, oh, what is that? A, admit that you're a sinner. 
and so you can bring in um, different verses about that, like um, from Romans, where it says we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so that all encompasses all, you know, the Greek word for all in that verse is all. And yeah. so that that's everybody <laughs> has made a bad choice. And um, so we admit that we're a sinner. B is believing that Jesus is God's son, that he died on the cross to save us from our sins. And um, to create a, an open door to a relationship with God. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's no one that comes to the Father except through me. And then C is to confess. And confess is not to just like stand behind a screen and tell somebody the bad things you've done. Confess is to proclaim, to put it out there that you have made a decision to follow God. And, um, you know, when we have... Um, an opportunity with children to share the gospel, we always say it's not something that you keep a secret. It's something that you need to share. And we highly encourage you to share it with your mom and dad. Don't keep it a secret, you know, and make sure that you are telling other people that you've made this choice. And um, and and that kind of solidifies your commitment to God when you're really willing to let other people in on it. I love ABC. I can remember that. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.